So if you're looking for faster follows and faster outreach to people that are local and want to see you because those algorithms attack the people that are interested. So it's, it's an organic growth in itself, an organic algorithm that you're getting pushed into. So if you are wanting that result, you have to be okay with paying for the time that it takes to do reels and IGTV and putting those things on your stories and then making highlights out of them on your profile. It's a, it's a lot of movement and work, but it's so effective and so gratifying for a business and people love it. This episode is sponsored by Link. Are you someone who passes out a ton of business cards expecting a follow-up? With traditional business cards, as many of you know, they get lost. We are changing the way that we connect with new people. This easy-to-use product is great for anyone. Link offers a line of products that let you share information instantly with the people you meet. You can build a page that contains your contact information, website, social media links, photos, videos, appointment scheduling, custom forms, and more. All shareable with just one tap of this smart device. It's an unlimited use business card that you can change over time. The possibilities are endless. As an added bonus, if you purchase using promo code EmpoweringBusinessDFW, you will receive 15% off your entire order. Check the link in the show notes for more details. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm really excited about this one because this is a topic that a lot of people bring up through conversation and through business. So I'm excited to have my guest this week. So my guest this week is the owner of Lucia Marie LLC. So she's a media consultant really focused on really specializing in social media profile management, along with uh, just really supporting local business owners and entrepreneurs in the Dallas Fort Worth area. But she also uh, helps local artists, which is one that uh, we see a lot through her profile of all of these local artists that she's supporting. So how are you? Doing great. Good. Happy to be here. Well, I'm glad you're here. And like I said, this is a topic that um, of social media just in general that we always get into. And I think there's a lot of knowledge that you have that you and I have had these conversations before just in general. So I want to give you the opportunity to introduce yourself and, uh, Got a fly going around here. Yeah, you don't mind, <laughs> just introduce yourself. Well, my name is Lucia Lushek, and I've been running Lucia Marie LLC for uh, about two and a half years now. And um, it was one of those things that I noticed my skills trending that way long before that, um, but really had one person truly believe in me and gave me a lot of wiggle room to. Um, test out the waters with doing social media, Instagram and Facebook integration profile for their company and um, figure out how that truly um, affected their business and their customers and uh, professionalism. And um, I really enjoyed doing that and, you know, just started branching out and making it a bigger business and 
McClemson graduate, go Tigers. Um, went to Ursuline Academy here locally. I know there's probably a lot of people listening that um, are part of that family. So that's been a huge network um, for people who own their own businesses and my air club fell out. Um, and uh, it's been truly wonderful to network in this small business environment and support so many people that I care about and love what they do and, you know, ultimately buy their goods and services anyways. So why not be able to promote them and help them get out there even more? Uh, so um, I'm married and got two wonderful kids too that uh, get really excited about all this stuff too. And they're like, I know that store, I know that store, and I know that artist now. And so it's yeah. been a pretty amazing journey. So what was it about the media stuff that you like? Because, um, you know, throughout your career, you're doing so many different things. So what was your attraction to the whole social media conversation? Well, I noticed when I was working at a law firm, you know, they were, they, they weren't struggling to get clients or anything. It was all word of mouth, but um, we had a couple instances where we were, you know, moving locations and building a new um, building and we wanted people to know and we wanted to people to get excited and come to a party and celebrate with us that we've built this new fantastic space for them to do their estate planning at and um, so all of a sudden I was like you know we really should have a logo you know maybe have some swag like you know cocktail napkins with a logo on it and um, and how do we get the word out more so than just a paper invitation and uh, you know, what are people looking at? Okay. At the time people were mostly looking at Facebook. And so I started exploring those options more and I said, you know, we really should update our website too and make it all match and have this nice branding going on. And so here I am as a paralegal and managing the office. And all of a sudden I'm building a website and making a logo and doing all the pretty things to make people want to come into the law firm, the same ones that have been coming to for years, but are all of a sudden like, Oh, Oh, I've been seeing you more places. And this is so nice. And all of a sudden I realized I really enjoy that more than being a paralegal. <laughs> and I feel like I have a creative um, part of me that really, you know, is good at that. And so I started exploring those options a whole lot more. Um, and seeing the way Instagram and Facebook developed during that time and the different features they started offering and, um, you know, advertising routes that you could take through them when you put up a post and make an announcement, you know, you can run an ad on it. So people are seeing it for the duration of the time that you want them to. And, um, you know, the more clients I got, the more I got to explore that and see how it affected their insights and um, their overall uh, business, you know, positivity. Um, some, you know, it's not always a monetary thing. Sometimes it's just a business positivity thing where every single person is coming into your business saying, oh my gosh, I love seeing what you're doing. It is so cool. And it's really exciting. It just makes me feel like I know you even more. And um, I just love that networking family feel of businesses, um, especially in the small business world. 
Yeah, you hear a lot of conversation about how people got into the media world, and a lot of times it is that conversation, kind of like what you did. You were working for somebody, and you be, you became the media specialist, and or there's business owners out there that are doing it themselves and realize, like, okay, well, I enjoy doing this, so maybe I could pick up a customer here and there, and next thing you know, they got a full media consulting firm and, uh, you know, working with so many different businesses. And so congratulations to you for taking that step and getting that process started because sometimes that is a hard move to make, especially when you've been doing something completely different uh, and it's uncomfortable. You're out of your comfort zone just in general. And so making that move. So kudos to you for that. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely a scary feat to go out on your own and, you know, it just either do it or you don't and (laughs) decided to jump all in. Well, good. So you, you talked a little bit about um, what it is you do in some conversations you and I had, but you talked a lot about Facebook and Instagram integration. That is kind of your, your sole offer right now. So so go and tell me a little bit about what does that mean? If I want to integrate my Facebook and LinkedIn, or I'm sorry, my Facebook and Instagram. See, there's so many different profiles out there. I mean, there are, (laughs) um, you know, for the types of businesses that I, um, represent, um, there are, there are definitely a lot of options for social media platforms and for the types of ones that I do, Instagram and Facebook make the most sense as far as exposure and e-commerce and, ads and all of that there, you know, there's Google business, there's LinkedIn, there's house, there's, you know, clubhouse now for more talks and there's TikTok, there's Twitter, there's so much out there, but at some point you've got to pick what makes the most sense for what you do. And, um, for these types of small businesses, Instagram and Facebook, um, seem to be the most effective for cost and sales and all of that. When you start adding more and more platforms, your focus tends to get a little distracted and it's too much. And so you want to focus on um, platforms that make sense for your business and doing those few platforms really well, instead of spreading yourself too thin. So you know, I might not be the appropriate fit for, you know, a a business that really could benefit from Twitter and TikTok. And, um, you know, some, some of my artists do love TikTok and will flow those videos through to Instagram and things like that, um, just to have some good representation of their process and whatnot. Um, But what I offer for my small businesses is, um, Instagram, you know, posts, stories, reels, IGTV, um, and all of that flows through to the Facebook account. Um, and, you know, Facebook doesn't tend to have as wonderful algorithms as Instagram, as we all know. Um, it's strange what pops up on your feed and how it does that. Um, but it's important to have it up there. There are still those people that just prefer Facebook and they want to go to your profile and scroll through everything. And, um, and so we make sure that we always push that through to Facebook to make it really, um, a full platform effect depending on the user. Um, because it can, the, the views on Instagram and Facebook, if you look at the insights 
at who's looking at it. It tends to be an older group that's on Facebook and a younger group that's on Instagram. So you got to cater to all the ages and make it work. So let's just pretend for a second that I'm a small business owner who um, doesn't understand social, right? So you mentioned earlier how um, someone may identify their business as being on a TikTok as opposed to an, an Instagram, right? So how would I identify that? Because there's so many different media um, platforms out there. Every platform has different algorithms and hashtags. And, you know, how would I, as a business owner that has zero knowledge in social, identify what that platform is would be for my business? So when you sit down as a business owner, you have to think about your clients, number one. Who buys my stuff or my services? Who are they? Okay. And when you figure out who those people are, you have to sit there and think, where do they go to find these services or goods? Do they go look at videos incessantly on TikTok to spiral in and watch videos to find somebody who offers this? Do they go to Twitter and look at everybody's, you know, one sentence opinions on places and businesses that offer what I do? Do they go to LinkedIn and trust their opinion based on connections to other businesses? Or do they go searching hashtags on Instagram for my business type? Or are they on Facebook searching for pages, business pages like mine? So, you know, you go through each of those platforms and figure out, uh, no, it doesn't really make sense. Nobody would go to TikTok to look for my stuff. Or they might find the videos of my things fun on there, but is it really going to create an active customer that is purchasing my good or service? And so uh, you really have to sit down and figure out the ethos of your company so you know who who loves you and where do they go to find you? Yeah, I think that's some of the bigger questions, right? I mean, even let's just say the older generation who may be a business owner may not even know what a hashtag is, right? Right. And so, and, and so I have like, for example, I have a construction client um, and he, he knew he needed social media. Everyone's telling him, you know, you really got to take the next step. People want to see your work more regularly, not just when you decide to update your gallery on your website on occasion and, and the professional pictures that are done. They want to see you working. Um, it just goes well. And so, you know, they were telling him, telling him, telling him. And so he reaches out to me, we set it up and he's like, I just don't, I just don't get it. And then all of a sudden he gets an email after a couple months out of the blue and somebody was asking him about their home and what, you know, they wanted to do this, that, and the other thing to their home. And um, he was like, where did you find me? Cause he's used to having some kind of referral connection. Yeah. And she goes, Oh, it was uh, the hashtag Dallas contractors. He was like, you really find contractors on Instagram through hashtags? <laughs> you know, and I was like, this is what we do now. You know, she was probably in her 30s and that's the way she looked for it because it immediately pulled up lots of companies and she gets to scroll through all their profiles, see how many followers they have, see how many people are commenting, 
see how many people are leaving reviews. And so then that Instagram profile pushes to their website and their Google business and everything else where they can find more information about this company. But they start, it's, it's this new way of getting referrals, personal referrals without having to know the people. Yeah. But some of them do see, oh my gosh, six of my friends are already following them. How cool. They must like them too. So it just creates um, a really special environment. And so when things come to me that, you know, don't really get social media and understand all the ins and outs of it and the algorithms of it and the way people search and find, that's where I sit down and we talk about it. We go through it. You know, we, we talk about what hashtags are because I never want to, um, you know, be doing things for a client where they're like, why are you doing that? Why is that important? No, you're going to know, you're going to know why not expecting you to do it, but there's a reason why I'm asking you for portrait sized, you know, videos for reels instead of landscape and, you know, little things like that. So, you know, they know why I'm asking for things and doing things the way I'm doing to reach out to the community and boost algorithms. So because of things constantly changing algorithms and hashtags. How are you as the specialist staying up to date with all of these new things that are coming out? Well, you know, I follow a lot of different people in the same industry and we share together. It's like, Oh my gosh, like during the election, they shut down hashtags. What are we going to do? You know, when is it coming back? And we were all on top of it with each other and sharing how to, you know, get around those things and still get your message out there. And um, so, you know, that's one part of it is being part of the social media management community. The next part is classes. Um, you know, you can Google search. There are so many classes available out there for social media management. Um, I actually you know, started doing score business classes locally, another small business opportunity here. Um, they offer a lot of really helpful um, classes run by people in the industry who have been doing it for years and follow the trends and um, help you do that integration and keep up with the times and the changes. Um, and then the rest of it is actually reading the emails that Instagram and Facebook send to you saying, hey, we're updating our services, we're making these changes, you better read them I, as a social media manager. You better know that if you follow more than 200 people from one account in 30 minutes, you're going to get shut down. And if you get shut down enough times, they'll delete your account. And so you need to know those rules and those community guidelines. So, you know, there's, there's so many aspects for staying on top of the ever-changing services and rules being provided, um, whether it's just being a part of the community, furthering your education, and paying attention to the owners of the platforms themselves. Yeah, I think that that's right. I think it's a good point about staying, paying attention to those platforms, putting out this content, because you see it all the time now as like, I'm in Facebook jail, or I'm in Instagram jail, or I'm Right. That's a real thing. And, <laughs> and they can shut down your account without telling you. And they don't have customer service because they know they don't have to staff that because you're still going to use it whether or not their customer service is up and running. 
So when and you- so it is just too complicated. They'd have to spend billions of dollars on customer service. So they just don't do it. And now, then you're forced to kind of put everything on hold because you, mm-hmm. there is no one you can talk to, to your point. You just have to wait it out. You have to wait out the storm of, of you know, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, gel. I haven't noticed as much on LinkedIn gel. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, definitely not. But but I think the three platforms, even Twitter, um, have these issues. So if you are not paying attention to the trending topics and the messages that these platforms are putting out, you could find yourself in some deep trouble, right? Absolutely. But one thing that's also always a debate, right? When you look at organic versus paid reach on social platforms, right? And and Mm -hmm. let's just take uh, Facebook, for example, right? There are really three ways to to advertise on Facebook. You have organic and then they have paid. And then you have this button down there that says boost. So right. Break, break down the differences between, I mean, we all understand what organic is, right? Organic is simply putting content out there and let it organically grow through your current following. And as you gain more followers, that's how you grow organically. So break right. down the differences between what is a paid ad versus just boosting, boosting an ad. So when you create an ad campaign uh, through Facebook, it is something that is set up regularly where they are boosting your page as a whole and putting it into a larger algorithm push so that, and you can decide whether or not you want to target a specific audience that they do that to, or Facebook decides based on who has been interested in your page, your business page so far, they'll choose which algorithms to push into. And so it doesn't really change who is seeing it. It changes how how much they're pushing it. Gotcha. Whether they're pushing it, you know, once a day or 20 times a day while you're scrolling, scrolling through your feed. So the more you pay, the more they're pushing you onto those feeds, into the upper parts of the feeds. They don't have to be scrolling for, you know, 10 minutes to find you, you are being put up into the first like 10 seconds of scrolling all of a sudden. And so those ad campaigns are the ones that really are the most effective um, as far as boosting on Facebook. Facebook is just hard compared to Instagram. Um, And so boosting a, a single post, it does the same thing, but it's only for that particular post. And it's gonna take a lot more effort for people to take the next steps to get to your page and to actually follow your page. Yeah. yeah when, when I started learning about Facebook advertising in general, I was amazed how much information that Facebook captures um, from a, a potential client perspective, right? So mm-hmm. let's just say I was going to create a, an ad for uh, a company who makes custom pins, right? you can fine tune that search or that ad to target specific people of age groups, um, Mm -hmm. people who like certain companies, people who follow other people. uh, And then those ads are targeted directly to that audience. And I found it very interesting because there is a lot of information out there about 
you and the things that you like and the actions that you take on those social platforms. Um, and at first time I saw it, I was like, that's kind of scary. Like how much information yeah. is out there. Um, and when I first thought, you know, the speakers are listening to me or Amazon's listening to me or Facebook's un- like taking my words. <laughs> but then I realized it's not necessarily that it's more of, it's recognizing that you just search for Bic pens in a previous Google search. And it's recognizing that and then directing that post back to you. So I, I just found it very interesting and there's a lot to yeah. it. Right. But and they do and I have to say their ad campaigns really do work for your outreach. It's just that if you're not in a position where you want to spend money on advertising, Facebook can be a, a bummer. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't mean that you don't keep pushing everything that you're doing on Instagram to it because you might get to a point where you're like, okay, now I have $500 to throw towards an ad campaign and you already have all this stuff, you know, branded and profiled for you. So boost it, you know, great. Um, and, and you might want to do an individual post boost every once in a while, if you're throwing an event like a sip and shop at your store, um, you know, it, it's a great opportunity to get new customers. Um, but you do have to have, you know, the, the ad budget to, to do that on Facebook. Well, we've talked about this a lot already, but, you know, as popular as social media is, especially, um, you know, Instagram and Facebook, a lot of small business owners still don't have social media. I mean, they barely have even a website. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've, I've experienced this a lot in my full-time job of, you know, going out prospecting clients of cold calling and thing like that, I'll, I'll just Google and they don't even have a, a website. So um, everything we've talked about before, like what is the true importance of a business owner really investing in social media because of, you know, the lack of knowledge there? What would you suggest to a business owner looking for social media? Um, I would tell them that it's really imperative to growth, to have social media integration uh, with a working website, even if it is just a landing page with contact information. It is so incredibly important, especially if we haven't learned anything from the pandemic, we should at least come away knowing that when you can't physically go to a store, you need to be able to figure out how to find stores on social media and Google. And if you don't have that set up and you, you know, you might've been doing great business face to face, but it's just not the world that we're in right now. And I know that we are getting towards, you know, a happier resolution with vaccines and being able to be more mobile, but there's no telling when and if something like this could happen again, and we should all be prepared. And just for those times that you are, you know, more homebound and for those that are homebound pre-pandemic, it's nice for them to be able to find you and um, feel like they are a part of your business and at your business without having to go into your store. That's, you know, that's why Amazon has <laughs> grown the way it has. It, it's just comfortable. And um, the difference between Amazon and a small business social media account is that you actually have a connection to that company and the people who own it. And you know that you are, you know, 
helping a family owned business and that's huge. And it's helping you because you're, you know, buying a product that has been guaranteed locally. And uh, so it's that Amazon fun shopping experience with an added benefit of it feeling um, family friendly and like, you know, the, the company. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of times the, the issue is really setting the expectation from the beginning to the client. Right. So I heard mm-hmm. an interesting stat uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it usually takes on average of seven times for somebody to recognize or um, be attracted to an offer. Am I close? Yeah, I would say that's about right. So setting the expectation to the client, like, yes, we can work together for a month. Um, that's that may help. That may not. But right. But you really got to think about the long game of social media. So expand on that a little bit. What is the importance of playing the long game when it comes to social media? So um, what I, so I have several types of clients. I have my regulars. Um, If you look at my Instagram page, my highlights are my main clients that I post for every day or every other day. And um, they're the ones that are with me for the long run. Then I have clients that come to me, they understand social media and the importance and they know how to do it, but they need a jump start. Once it gets going, they can take care of it. So it's like we create their client profile together. We make sure all of the branding and style uh, matches all of their other media materials, whether it's their website, their LinkedIn page, their um, you know, their flyers, their, their emails. Um, and we make sure that it's delivered in this nice package and that they know how to set up the highlights properly and, uh, that they know how to post reels and where, where to find good hashtags and not post broken hashtags or hashtags that have already been used 5 million times over, you know, we, we go, we spend several months going through all of that and building, um, what they will in turn use long-term. And at this point, I don't see any reason to set up an Instagram account and stop it at some point. It's like, okay, I've got 5,000 followers. I'm good. You don't need it anymore. No, it looks like your business died. (laughs) It's like, what happened? Where'd they go? And I, I mean, it's so important that I know people who go on vacation for five days and they're like, they do a post saying, Hey, I'm going on vacation for five days. Don't forget about me. Still love me. I'm not going anywhere, you know, because people notice when you fall off and they don't see those regular posts that they're used to seeing and they, that they enjoy looking at. So, um, the longevity of it is really important. Getting started is hard and it takes a long time. People think that they might hire a social media manager and they're like, Oh yes, it's off my plate. No, 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 not at first. (laughs) Yes, it will run like a well-oiled machine eventually, but the first two to three months, it is a marriage. We're talking all the time. I have to feel like I'm in your head. If you ask any of my clients, they're like, oh my God, it's like you're me. You know, it's even the guys, (laughs) I can get in their head. I can be them and integrate well because we have that, um, communication 
uh, at the very beginning and really understand each other, how this is going to operate. And I figure out what truly their business is and what they are offering. And um, it's a, it's a really special connection to prepare that um, together and get it set up. I truly feel a part of my client's businesses. Yeah. I mean, when you look at it, social media in general, it's a lot of work to put that through. Right. But whenever someone thinks that they can offload that material, you know, that will save them so much time. And then you get into the whole pricing discussion and you're like, you mean to tell me you're going to charge me that much to do this without the full understanding of what does that big picture look like? And, you know, I think a lot of times pricing is a reason why a lot of people get driven away from um, social media, but in reality, excuse me, in reality of what you're trying to do for their business is is well within the price range so you know if you're comfortable with that breakdown what that pricing usually entails i mean aside from sticker price right i mean yeah yeah i mean it's it was one of those things that kept developing over time because you know at the very beginning i didn't know how long something would take and so i started logging my hours and you know it, it, it all varies based on whether or not somebody is going to be providing the content already edited, ready to go or not. So if I am receiving pictures and videos that require a lot of editing or adjusting the size to fit the platform it's on, because, you know, Instagram stories um, and reels and IGTV and posts are all different sizes and shapes and lengths of time. And so if you set up um, an account with me, my pricing is varied based on, you know, there's a base package for posting three to four times per week and doing 30 minutes of community engagement per business day. Uh, Sometimes my business days are on Saturdays, depending on, if that helps your insights to do it on Saturday instead of a Tuesday kind of thing. But um, that community engagement is what people forget about. You know, that's a lot of time per week when you add in posting, finding the right hashtags, editing a photo, and then spending 30 minutes talking to people that are real and engaging with your business. Um, some, you know, you could hire social media man, quote unquote managers out there that will get you 5,000 followers all over the world, but they are not interacting with your account and they are not buying your goods and services. So my package that I offer drives people to um, do a much slower organic growth where community engagement is your focus and networking with small businesses in the area is key. And, um, and we, you know, effectively build relationships with people that are going to turn into customers eventually. And, um, and so the time it takes to do that is what my pricing is based on. 
And then obviously it goes up from there. If you want me to come to your place of business and take headshots of your clients or, um, uh, videos, of you know, I've gone to the construction sites for my construction guy and taken close-up videos with their hands working. I've done it for my guy. And actually today I, I came straight from uh, media head for a screen innovations installation. And so we did a really cool time-lapse video of them working on that and getting it all installed. And so, you know, my clients might build that into their package as a regular thing. Like I'm going to come out for two, two hour sessions a month just to get a bunch of content produced. Um, or they're just, that's not part of the package, but they're like, Hey, can I pay you your hourly rate to come out for an hour or two for this installation? Sure. You know? And so it's one of those things where we're adding and figuring that out. Um, and then a lot of my clients add an extra Google business integration too. Um, that's where I duplicate our posts once a week on Google business and add our photos to the content. So that when people Google you, those same things are popping up. Um, and it kind of all matches and flows and I can monitor reviews that way and use those reviews to make posts on Instagram and Facebook as well. It was interesting. You said that earlier about, you know, you can pay some of these social media marketers to get you 5,000, um, followers. Right. And I'm, I'm thinking about the podcast. I mean, I do everything myself for the most part, um, when it comes to social media and I realize how much time it is. And then I'll get these messages from people like I can get you 5,000 followers for this price. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, delete. <laughs> I immediately delete it and, and market as spam. And here's why, like, uh, my podcast is very niche based, not only uh, niche based, but geographically based. And mm -hmm. so how do I know 5,000 followers are going to be in tune with those two categories of what I'm trying to do? And so as a business owner, you got to realize like there might get you 5,000 followers, but they all could be somewhere else and they're not even going to yeah. come look at your website one time. And so just yeah. for the listeners out there who have thought about that, be cautious because, um, unfortunately they, it, it's just hard to really figure out what those followers look like. Right. Until you actually right. go through that process. So, um, but on that though, I mean, social media in general, a lot of times there are some misconceptions about what should be done, what shouldn't be done, uh, what works, what doesn't work. So in your opinion, what has been one of the biggest misconceptions that you've heard of when it comes to social media? Well, um, before Reels and IGTV came out, um, for those of you that don't know, Reels are like the stories on Instagram, but they're two options, 15 second intervals or 30 second intervals. And they get pushed into a totally different world, kind of like TikTok of Instagram where people can go into reels and just see short clip after short clip. And that came out, at, I don't know, it, it's less than a year ago at this point, I think. And, um, and with that also came IGTV, which is the YouTube of Instagram, where you can show, you know, a 10 second clip 
um, on your profile of that video. Uh, but when you actually click on it to see the full thing, it takes you to a whole other world of a bunch of um, videos that are longer than one minute. So you have like an entire podcast episode as an IGTV episode on your Instagram account. You could take these podcasts that you're doing and put a copy on Instagram so that people can see it in multiple venues. And so when those things started coming up, I started realizing that if you are not doing those things, you are not going to be pushed into algorithms. So some of my clients were like, well, can I pay like half and just do posts like the normal old school posts? Well, sure, you can do that. But I'm going to tell you right now that your organic growth is going to be real, 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 real slow. And um, so if you're looking for faster follows and faster outreach to people that are local and want to see you because those algorithms attack the people that are interested. So um, it's, it's an organic growth in itself, an organic algorithm that you're getting pushed into. And so if you are wanting that result, you have to be okay with paying for the time that it takes to do reels and IGTV and putting those things on your stories and then making highlights out of them on your profile. It's a, it's a lot of movement and work. Um, but it's so effective and so gratifying for a business and people love it. They love to see it and it makes your account look incredibly professional. Well, if you, if you're curious about what's coming out, always look at other platforms because I, you know, IGTV is kind of like YouTube where reels are more like, uh, TikTok. And then you have Instagram stories, which is like Snapchat. Yeah. Uh, and, and so you could see a lot of similarities. And if, if TikTok comes out with a, a picture portion of their, you know, it's just, yeah. it's crazy how they're all separate profiles. They all act independently, have different algorithms, different hashtags, but there are some similarities between all of these platforms. And eventually they all turn into very, something very similar. And that's what's interesting about right. Twitter as Twitter is still very original. And yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I heard recently that they are incorporating some of these features that other platforms have onto the Twitter platform. So that'd be interesting. Uh, that is interesting to look out for as well. But, um, you know, talking about new platforms, are there any new platforms that you're dabbling in that you're messing around with? I mean, everyone, as far as, you know, the industries that I represent, I've been asked a lot to look at how's, um, cause it's a great place to search for contractors and services that you need and, um, post there and everything. I don't offer it as a part of my package because I don't want to spread myself too thin. Um, but I think once my clients set up Instagram and Facebook integration and Google business monitoring and posting through house is an easy thing for them to do. Um, and so I, I do think that that's a, a great platform for some businesses as well. Um, it's just not something that I spend time on. Um, and then uh, Clubhouse is the next biggest thing as of late, um, which if you if, if 
for those of you listening who haven't heard of it, it's an invite only type situation at the moment where you sign up and if somebody you know has an invite available, they can invite you to be a part of these phone calls. And so you have any number of people that are um, managing and hosting the call. And then you can see that all these listeners pop in. So, you know, it could be Oprah having a conversation with, you know, Prince Harry. (laughs) And, And you get to jump in and listen and be really excited to feel like you are on this call with them. And you even have an opportunity to raise your hand And if the host says, yeah, yeah, come on in. And then you wait your turn, they keep you on mute. And then you come unmuted when it's your turn to participate in the phone call. And so these calls have become really important, not in the sense of getting out there and finding customers, but networking in your own industry and figuring out how to run your business better. And so I think it is really great, you know, if, you know, my artists go in there and they want to talk to other artists like them. Like, who are you using for social media? Who are, what, what vendor are you using for this? What kind of product do you use for this? You know, it's a great way to network and get yourself out there. Um, So that, that's been really the newest social media aspect and networking system I've seen out there so far that I've found to be very interesting. That's very different from what we already have available to us. Clubhouse is definitely very, very interesting and different. I've been on it since um, December and I've noticed my follower increase on Instagram because of Clubhouse. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's one of those when it first came out and going back to what you were saying, it's invite only, but it's also for Apple platforms only. So as of right now, there's not any Android users on this, on this platform. And then you have other technologies coming out like Fireside that Mark Cuban and his partner are coming out with that is kind of a comparable to to Clubhouse. So it's more focused on um, podcasters. But it's very interesting how you can level the playing field with somebody. Like I'm a big follower of like a, a Gary Vee or uh, Grant Cardone or some of these bigger names, and they may open a room, and it, it throws Clubhouse off because – most of the time rooms I think are capped at 5,000 people. And yeah. so people can hop in, but now they're doing what they call sub rooms where somebody will open up a sub room. So even though uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg is talking in a room, they have multiple sub rooms and it's just in, insane how that works. But um, I would say cool. networking in general on the clubhouse has been insane because you can open, open a room literally about anything. Going back to my pen reference. We could go have this conversation, this exact one on Clubhouse. And who knows who would ping in from all over the world. Plus, on your profile, you get to link your Instagram, your Facebook, your Twitter, whatever, and put your profile. And every single person that has started following me on Clubhouse follows me on Instagram now. They immediately click on it and take you over. So it is a nice connection to platform use. Yeah, I've actually thought about recording my episodes on Clubhouse for a podcast. And here's why, because I want to give 
So unless I invite somebody up to the stage is what they call it, the main stage, or somebody raises their hand, they can't come up. So you and I can have this conversation, and at the end of our episode, I can turn on hand raising and let people come in and ask you questions about your your industry, your topic. So that's something I've been dabbling in a little bit, trying to figure out if that's a good fit for that. But um, yeah, I just I completely agree with you on the whole clubhouse thing. I got on a rant there for a second. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, as as I wrap up here, you know, there's a question that I like to ask all of my guests and it really comes around the term success, right? It can be defined as so many different things, um, different opinions. So I'm curious how you feel, um, how would you define success? For me, um, specifically with being a social media manager, my success is not through what you would think, which would be followers and insights and all that. It's honestly completely based on my clients calling me being like, I am so happy I got you to do this. I have not had one client yet that has been displeased with taking that route and spending that time and effort and money on hiring me. And every single one of them has become a buddy to me under the Lucia Marie LLC umbrella. And all of my clients have become buddies with each other. And that is where I define success as a social media manager is your client's happiness. Yeah. Nothing else matters. Well, if there were some listeners listening in who wanted to get a hold of you, where can they find you? They can find me through my website, lucianmariellc.com or on Instagram, um, which is the same, and Facebook. Um, I'm everywhere. So well, you're welcome to you know, reach out to me anyway. Well, for the listeners, I'll put um, all of the contact information in the show notes. And then the final piece of this would be simply giving you the opportunity to thank anybody in your circle because a lot of times I talk about foundational pieces um, we can't do this alone. Whether you're starting a business, have a business for a long time, there are people been in your life uh, throughout your process. So I always just like to give the guests the opportunity to thank those who they want to thank and shout out who they want to shout out. And uh, you've got the floor. Well, you are absolutely right that it takes a village and I definitely would not have done any of this or continued with it uh, without a lot of different people. Um I want to start with Don S. Miller. He was my first client and is still my client of objects and images. Um, He's the one that really just let me go, wanted me to do whatever I could, media worthy to help grow his business. And he was the one that sat me down and said, you do realize that you're an entrepreneur, right? And I was like, "Uh, what? <laughs> and he his encouragement really is what sparked me to want to do this for more people. And um he has been with me through it all and I appreciate him so much for that. And um definitely my husband and my children putting up with my job changes and you know figuring things out and being a constant supporter and seriously so much patience with me as I figured all of it out. They have, they are my rock and my biggest fans and I couldn't do it without them. Um, my 
clients early on Jamie Cohen I actually have one of her art trays right here you know holding my water and I'll plant my candle while we talk because I need Jamie close to me like at all times <laughs> so uh you know she was the one that really gave me some incredible creative freedoms and to just explore my knowledge and skills of these platforms and just being completely comfortable with whatever um she she's not afraid of putting anything out there and uh and then ross collinger built outdoors he really helped me um realize that i don't have to stick to any one industry you know what construction is pretty too and i love my construction clients and other type of service clients that are outside the artistic realm. It's been wonderful to explore industries and be a part of that and network in Dallas. And um, my lawyers, of course, (laughs) (laughs) Ashley McMillan and Justin Cohen. They're my dear friends. Um, Obviously, Justin Cohen is the husband of my of Jamie Cohen. And uh, they are the ones who have really taught me to value myself and taught me how to protect my clients as well as my own business. And that has been super important as far as, you know, intellectual property is concerned and uh, copyrights are concerned when you're putting stuff out on social media. And uh, they have always just been there for me to help value and protect. And they are incredibly supportive. So, and all my sweet family and friends out of there who just constantly like and save and share uh, posts and buy from my clients and hire my clients, you couldn't do it without them. It's been, it's been an incredible growth over the last couple of years and just love them all. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of times, you know, you don't think about how much impact you can make by just making a single comment right? Talking about the, the one who really encouraged you from the beginning to do this. So, you know, if there's ever an opportunity to help uh, bring someone up or just encourage them to keep doing what they're doing, um, look at you, you're a perfect example of that. You were uh, paralegal doing, you know, social media on the side. And then just from a, a simple encouragement um, from what I would call your mentor kind of gave you the the trajectory to go into what you're doing now. So I think that's so important. If you see it, call it out because it could change someone's, someone's career. Yeah, absolutely. So Lucia, it's been fun. Thank you for your knowledge and everything you do. It's always a pleasure talking to you and I look forward to our next conversation. Absolutely. Looking forward to it too. Thanks for having me here. I feel very blessed that you've invited me on. Well, that wraps up this episode of the podcast and thank you for tuning in this week if you enjoyed this episode make sure you subscribe so you get notified when a new episode releases every week and if you are a visual person feel free to check out the youtube channel do you want to be a guest on the show if you do send me an email to empoweringbusinessdfw at gmail.com and as always thank you for listening stay well and god bless